Today, you are in for a treat as we meet a surface pattern designer who specializes in all things soft and cute for little ones. She creates custom art for clients, has a blog that will always teach you something new, and her work has appeared on stationery, wrapping paper, in books, in fabric collections, and even the cutest socks. Welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I explore quilting stories that will inspire, motivate, and bring you more joy and less overwhelm in the studio. I'm your host, Brandy Maslowski, also known as the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. So here we go. My guest today is Maureen Fiorellini of MaureenMaker.com. She is an artist, design consultant, and surface pattern designer who specializes in sweet, adorable, nature-themed art for the young and young at heart. Beyond her design expertise in business and products, she has a passion for all things handmade. She creates patterns and blog hops, and I can't wait to hear all about it. So let's explore her story. Maureen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to explore this topic. Now, I always love to take a little look back. So what is your earliest recollection of wanting to be creative? Well, um, I have been creative my entire life. So I don't remember the first time, but I remember watching uh, Little House on the Prairie and then I read all the books and I always would make my mother, you know, let's find out how to do this. Can we make our own clothes? <laughs> Can we cook this? So I think it started back then. From watching that show. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. So was there someone in your life who inspired you when you were quite young? My dad is very creative. He's a carpenter. So he was always making things. He made all our furniture in our house he built our house. So I think I just grew up in that can-do kind of environment. So that really did inspire me. Yeah. Okay. So where are you living now? And who are your loved ones that you share your world with every day? Well, currently I live in New Jersey, in a rural part of New Jersey with my husband and my three adult sons. Okay. And taking a look at your website, I just want to mention that right off the bat. It's MaureenMaker.com. It's gorgeous. And Maureen is M-A-U-R-E-E-N, in case you want to look it up while you're listening. Um, did you become an artist, Maureen, early on, like right out of high school? Or did you have another career or educational path and then make a transition to art? I always knew I was going to go into the art field somehow. I didn't know what I was going to do. But I had a mentor in high school, my art teachers, and they were commercial artists on the side. So it opened up my world to know that I could actually do something with art, you know, commercially and make a living doing it. Like I wasn't a fine artist, but I just enjoyed art. I enjoyed color. I enjoyed sketching. So uh, that was my path. I was creating a portfolio and I was going to go to art school. Didn't know what I was going to do with it, <laughs> but I was going to go. Okay, so where did you go to school? I went to FIT in New York City. And it's a funny story. I only applied to one college. And that's where I went. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, yeah. it's nice to go to your first choice, right? And where you live, right? Yeah, it was actually a practical choice. Because 
FIT was a SUNY state college and I was paying for college myself and that was the one that I could afford. (laughs) So that's the one that I applied to. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, it's great to go to school to take what you want to take in a location where you live and love, right? Yeah. Okay. So you were doing surface design right out of college then? No, I did not go to college for surface design. I went to college for the major was called advertising design, which was really uh, graphic design. Mm -hmm. And I came out of college and I worked in an ad agency. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, doing ads. And um, I enjoyed, you know, working commercially, but it wasn't the type of work I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I, about a year into it, I got married and we moved to New Jersey. My husband got a job in New Jersey. So we moved and I had to find a new job. So I went to an agency in New York and I told them I just needed a, some sort of creative job. And they found me a lovely company in New Jersey who sold gift wrap to department stores. You know, when you go to a department store and they wrap your gift for you. Yeah. This company designed and made all the wrapping paper for department stores. So I was hired. The art director hired me and I had no experience at all. (laughs) Wow. So what was your role there? Were you drawing the designs for the paper? Yes. They taught me how to, I already knew how to draw, but they taught me how to create surface patterns, artwork that is in a repeating pattern so that it could be produced and they used silk screening, the silk screening method to produce all of the paper. And so we had to create everything as layered art. So every color was a layer. So they would they taught us how to, you know, create your artwork into the layers for, you know, for production, for printing. But it was more than that because we got to go to trade shows and set up the booth. So uh, that was fun too. And um, it was just a really fun, creative environment. Yeah, that sounds really good. And so did you maintain that job as you started your family? Or where did you go from there? No, I, and that's the funny thing. I took this job because I I knew right away I wanted a family and I really didn't matter where I worked. I just needed a job till I started my family. And it just wasn't happening. (laughs) It took us a while. So... I stayed there for five years and then the company moved to Ohio. They had a corporate office in Ohio and they closed the design studio. So I had a friend in New York who I had gone to FIT with and she asked if I'd like to come and work in with her company. It was a small family run company that needed a designer of their diaper bags. Oh, so yeah. So I said, sure. You know, why not? I worked there for two years until finally I got pregnant and and then I started my freelance career after that. Oh, that's so great. And now we can see where the beginning of your love for all things, you know, children like came from, right? Exactly. Uh, Again, it was something new. I, you know, I knew how to draw and they were willing to, you know, teach me. And it was a really great opportunity because I got to travel overseas to um, see the factories where the items were being produced. So that was very exciting. I got to see the whole manufacturing process and sourcing the material that they used to make the bags. So it was a really great opportunity. 
So you were doing surface design for a while before you got into quilting, obviously, but, and we're going to jump back to surface design in a bit, but let's talk about what your first quilt was like. Oh my gosh. Well, actually my first, first quilt never happened. (laughs) Years ago, my sisters were quilters and I saw them quilting and I went out and bought all the materials and I don't know. I just, I thought I could wing it on my own and it didn't work out. And I ended up donating all my supplies and fast forward to recently, a few years ago, and I took it up again. But this time I went onto YouTube and I watched Melanie Ham had a beginning quilters course and I watched it and I followed her course. So with my first line of fabric, I designed a very simple quilt using a cheater panel that I had designed. So all I had to do was add a border and then bind the quilt. And then I actually even free motion quilted it myself. I mean, it's, it seems like a simple project, but for somebody who's never quilted before, it was a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And you even ran a blog hop with your very first quilt. I did. And that project, my first quilt, is one of the blog posts. So if you've never made a quilt before, you it's a great quilt to start with because you start with a cheater panel. It's not uh-huh. as much piecing. So it's I find, feel like it's a great entry into quilting is to start with a cheater panel like that. Yeah. And that ended up being really successful. So why do you think quilters like that so much because of that cheater panel? Um, yes. A lot of them responded that it made them go back to the basics and maybe some steps that they might not have learned or that they might have skipped, or they thought it was a refresher course. Like every once in a while, maybe you pick up bad habits and it's good to go back. And I explained the process through my eyes who I'm a beginner. So I don't assume that you know anything (laughs) because I didn't know anything and people really appreciated that. Yeah. Okay. So how did you grow from there as a quilter? Did you go on to take a course or? Well, yes, I got the quilting bug. I really enjoyed it. And so I came across a lo and behold stitchery website. It's Brittany Lloyd, I think is her name. Yeah. And she made these beautiful, I think they're called bubble quilts. And I had been watching her posts on that. And then she opened up a class called the Beginner Quilting Academy. So I joined her class and I'm almost finished making that quilt now with my second fabric collection. It's her Celtic crossing quilt is what she teaches in the class. And she goes through everything from uh, picking out your sewing machine. If you don't have a sewing machine, she shows you how to use your thread, your sewing machine. Like she doesn't leave anything out. So it was such a great class for me to learn every part of the quilting process. And now I feel like I'm a confident beginner now. Yeah. And it's so great because now you can design a pattern and have a a blog hop or something along with every fabric line that you design, right? Exactly. And that is part of the reason why I said I'm designing fabric. I should really understand how people are using this fabric. So it really is helping my design process a lot, understanding the quilting process. Yeah. Okay. Now let's take a step back into the surface design before quilting. So What part of your journey was a fire lit underneath you to get into surface design for a living? Well, I was working freelance from home for many, many years. I Mm -hmm. never went back to the office. 
Yeah. I stayed home and I freelanced with, for the same company. And it was great, but it was feast or famine. I would mm-hmm. have a lot of work and then I would have no work. So in the back of my mind, I said, I really should have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. So I started researching on the internet and I came across a course that Bonnie Christine was teaching on Creative Live. And it was all about using the software that I use, the Adobe Illustrator and drawing, hand drawing sketches, but using it to create fabric and to then sell your fabric designs to fab quilting companies. And that just spoke to me because I love to create, I love to make things. And I devoured that lesson. And from that day on, I set out to learn how to design quilting fabric. Yeah. And it's so great that you had this passion for something and you searched out something online that gave you the knowledge and skills you needed to take it to the next level, right? Yes, because I didn't, I don't have any creative friends. I don't have any artist friends. So I really needed to find an online community where I could get, you know, those skills and that information that I needed to learn how to do it. Yeah. So can you tell us, you know, for the person just listening in, what actually is surface design? All surface design is, is it's creating artwork that's going to be sold on products. So they call it a surface pattern because it is going to be printed on a surface. So that surface can be anything. It can be a cup. It can be fabric. It can be like I put it on baby pacifiers. I design artwork for pacifiers. It could be, I mean, if you look around your house, you will be amazed at how many surface patterns are on everything that you use every day. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of clients do you design for today? I design predominantly just for a baby product manufacturer and for quilting fabric. Those two industries, that's it. Okay. And what draws you to create these adorable nature-inspired designs as your specialty? Well, two things. I just loved being a mom and I loved raising my children. We have had a very uh, old-fashioned neighborhood where um, I was able to stay home and raise them. So I just had the most fun spending time with them when they were little and just very inspired by all things, you know, kids, you know, crafting, kids love crafting, they love making things. So outings with children, you know, we did a lot of hiking, my kids love the outdoors, and so do I. So we spent a lot of time outdoors. And also, I have a big passion for growing uh, vegetables. And Mm -hmm. I did that with my children from when they were very little, they all had their own little section to grow their own vegetables. So I just love incorporating plants into all of my designs because it's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy growing them and, you know, nature, anything to do with nature. I just enjoy. Yeah, they really are adorable. So we will talk about your fabric collections after the break, but can you tell us about your very first designs? Like what was it like to see something you created out of your own mind on some kind of product for the first time? Oh, it was Very exciting. I remember I was with my sisters. We were shopping. We were in Macy's and there was an end cap of all my baby products that I had designed. There were bottles and bibs and and they were so funny. Oh my gosh. They must have been just falling over with excitement. 
Yes, they were very excited. I was too. It's just you never get over the thrill of seeing your artwork out in the world on something. It's very exciting. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about your website? What kind of things will cultures find there? Well, I gear my blog posts on my website to the beginning maker, the beginning sewist. So I'd love to convince people who think they're not creative to try their hand at sewing something. And my most popular blog post is a dog bandana. It's a very simple little project. And I have so many people reach out to me that have never sewed before and said how much they really enjoyed that project. So that's the type of projects I like to show, you know, beginning projects you can complete in an an hour or two, you know, simple, simple projects to motivate you. And then eventually you may go on to learn a little more. Yeah. And there's a gorgeous portfolio there, of course, the blog, and then you have some recent work posted as well. So is there Is there a design product or project that has been most memorable for you? I would have to say my first fabric line because I worked so hard to learn how to approach the company to license my work. And I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. I know it's, it's very hard. There's a lot of competition, very talented people out there. So when I got that call, that was, I remember the day. I got the call and they asked to, you know, they asked if I would be interested in having them license my artwork. It was, I think that was probably it. (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. Okay. And we're going to dive right into that after the break. So before we go to break, tell us about your studio space. Has it evolved over the years from an art (laughs) studio into a quilting equipped studio? (laughs) Yes. I started at the kitchen table. Yeah. (laughs) I worked there for a while and then I worked out of an armoire in my living room. So Uh we purchased this big armoire and my husband said, this way we can close the door when I'm not working. So I did that. And plus I had my kids very close together. So I had three, three little ones running around. So this way I could be in, you know, I could see them if I had to do a little work. And then I moved when I work got busy, I moved up to my bedroom I put a desk in my bedroom and I did that for a lot of years. And from there, I was getting a little depressed because I was spending so much time in my bedroom. I mean, you sleep there all night and then I was working all day. So I needed a change of scenery. So my husband made me an office in a closet in one of our spare bedrooms. So I did that for a few years. But then my son went off to college and there was a spare room in the house So I, and it had natural sunlight. So I took that room over and I have a really nice studio with my, I have three working areas. I have my analog area, my digital area, and then I have my sewing area. So I can float from project to project and I can leave things in progress. I don't have to clean up. I can close the door when it's a mess. And I have a big closet to store all my supplies and my fabric. So it's really a beautiful studio and I feel very lucky to have it. Oh, that's a really good visual picture. I can imagine you floating from project to project. (laughs) (laughs) And not having to put anything away. That's the best part. Because I used to have my office downstairs every day. I would have to put everything away. So when you start the next day, it's like, where was I? Where did I put that? Yeah. So it's very nice to have everything 
Yeah. Okay. And I love to ask this question of every single guest I have on the podcast in your design or quilting world or your world in general, what brings you joy? Well, I love the research phase of a project. I love the possibilities, the endless possibilities. And I do a lot of that research when I'm out traveling. I use my phone and I capture, I have so many photos, thousands and thousands of photos, because I'm afraid when I get home, I'm going to forget what I see. So I love going out and researching a topic for a new project. Ah, yeah. It's all about the discovery. Mm -hmm. Okay. So right now we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk all about Maureen's fabric designs and do the lightning round robin. We'll be right back. If you love a soft color palette and a bold message, look no further than Studio E fabric designer Maureen Fiorellini. Maureen's style spans makers of all kinds, and she goes to great lengths to get her fabric collections, blossom and grow, and find your path into the hands of as many different makers as possible. She shows her pride in her collections and the projects others make by hosting regular blog hops where she highlights the talents of many. You can learn more about Maureen in her blog, MaureenMaker.com, or through her social channels at MaureenMaker. Do you feel physically and mentally weighed down, not feeling creative or happy at the end of every day? Dara Thomason has created the perfect solution for you. It's called Love Yourself Thin. It's a lifetime membership for quilters where they guarantee their own permanent weight loss. Discover how to liberate yourself from your old weight loss stories and start living the life you truly want. The website is darathomason.com and it's spelled D-A-R-A-T-O-M-A-S-S-O-N. Did you know the Quilter on Fire podcast has up to 4,000 unique listeners per week? And not only that, each advertisement is up for the life of the podcast. If you have a shop or business with products or services for quilters and you advertise, you need to advertise right here. Go to quilteronfire.com, click on the drop down, listen and learn to find the podcast page. You can learn more, sign up to advertise and pick your date right there. And we are back with Maureen Fiorellini. How did you get connected with Jaff Techs and Studio E Fabrics? We want to get into the story. Oh, well, okay. That's an interesting story. So I told you I took Bonnie Christine's course and then I devoured all information that she was teaching. I devoured it. And she teaches on Skillshare. She recommends you reach out to companies with a physical portfolio and that you create something memorable to leave behind. So I designed a portfolio and she recommended three to design three fabric collections. So that's what I did. I designed three fabric collections and I put them into a portfolio that I had printed as a magazine. And I made up uh, pretty boxes where I included my portfolio and I included some little gifts for them. So one was an inspirational postcard. And then one was a bookmark and they all had the artwork from the collections that I had designed. So it was yeah. all branded to, you know, the themes that I was showing them. Yeah. And I was doing this in my office. My family didn't know I was doing it because I thought they were going to think I was crazy because I was spending <laughs> so much time creating these packages. And then I also made I wanted something that was going to stick around. So I made a little mini calendar 
and it was in a little wooden holder that would sit on the art director's desk. And every month had a different piece of artwork that was in my portfolio featured on every month. So I figured this would be great to stick around because maybe if they weren't interested now, maybe down the road, they might be interested in my artwork. So I just wanted to remind them of me. So I had all these items in the box and it was approaching Christmas time and I'm a big baker. So at the last minute, I decided to bake iced cookies in the shape of the animal characters that were in my collection. Oh, I had gosh. the forest animals. Yeah. And that I really hid from my family because I knew they were going to think I was crazy. So I made little uh, fox and bear and bunny iced sugar cookies to match my artwork. And I included that since it was Christmas time. And I packaged them up and I sent, I sent it out to six companies. And I heard a very nice, polite no from one company. And then I heard nothing. Wow. So I was taught to follow up after two weeks. So after two weeks, I called the president of Jaftex, Scott, and I actually emailed him. And he said he never received the package. Really? So I was like, oh, all that work. And he said, but we're not going in the office only once a month. So maybe it's there. So I had also sent him links to my portfolio and he was so kind. And he said, I'll send your links to the art directors. And if they're interested, they'll call you back. And within 30 minutes, I got a call from the art director that said she loved my stuff. And she set up a meeting with me and they ended up licensing two of the collections from the portfolio that I sent to them. Oh, that's so great. And what a nice result from all of that thoughtful, like every little element of that whole package was so thoughtful. So what a nice result from that. Yeah, it was. And it was a funny story. I went to the post office to mail my boxes. I was going to mail 20, but after making them and realizing how much work it was, I did six. Yeah. I go to the post office with my six boxes and a woman taps me on the shoulder and she asks me, what am I selling? And I was like, excuse me? She goes, what are you selling? Because whatever is in those boxes, she said, I want it. Uh, Did it smell really good? (laughs) Yeah. It was just so funny. So I said, I guess my branding was pretty on point. And I said, that was the look I was going for. So yeah, I can just imagine them opening up this box full of joy. That's so great. Okay, so let's dive a little bit into your process for fabric design. So do you do like the sketchy McSketcherson thing on paper or do you always use everything digital? How does it all work when you... I always start by paper. Paper and pencil is my the way I start every collection. I mean, I actually start every collection by research. Yeah. You know, I research, I have all my photos, I make a mood board. So that is digital. I'll make a mood board with all my ideas. And then I sit down and I sketch and sketch and sketch and sketch. I do a lot of sketching. And when I get my sketches to a place where I'm happy, I then ink them or sometimes I paint them. So uh, it's a a combination of painting, inking, pencil sketching. But then at some point, I have to get it all into my computer. So I scan it into my computer or I can take a picture with my iPad and I can create some more artwork with my iPad digitally. And then I bring it all into my computer and I use Adobe Illustrator to convert them into patterns for production. Yeah. 
That sounds like a really, like you have your process down to a T. Yes. I've been doing it for so long and I'm learning a new process now too. I'm taking a painting class because more and more companies are able to print from artwork, from painted artwork and watercolor artwork. They're doing digital printing now versus yeah. screen printing, which is what I have been used to. Yeah. So I'm learning how to do that so that I can you know, expand my offerings. Yeah. So let's, let's go back again to the Jeff text. Cause we, we, there's more to that story. So <laughs> when you did your first line, we're going to talk about your lines of fabric right away. What was it like to feel that fabric in your hands for the first time? Did it come in the mail in a package? Well, I had told my art director about my idea to do a blog hop. And I told her, I said, but I need the fabric like early. So she told me she could send me a few yards of fabric before, like it's on a bolt and before it goes to the stores. So I got this big box in the mail with three yards of each of the fabrics. And it was very exciting. I was so excited. I had actually gotten a sneak peek actually a month or two before. It turns out my art director lives near where I take a vacation every week on the Jersey Shore. Okay. So we decided to meet in person and she brought some, um, they call them strike-offs of my first line so that we could look at them together and color correct them and make any revisions. So I actually had gotten a sneak peek of the fabric ahead of time, which was really exciting. But then when I got the actual fabric in the mail, that was like super exciting too. Seeing my name on the selvage, it was very exciting. So when you were sitting with her looking at those strike-offs, did you find it so hard to keep yourself together? Like I would have been dancing around. (laughs) Yes. You know, you put so much work into it and it's so personal. I mean, for fabric, most designers like me, their designs have a personal, you know, connection to it. So it was just very, it was very exciting. Okay. So how many lines um, are out in the world right now for sale? There's two right now. Okay. There's a Blossom and Grow. It was my first line. It's all pink and pretty and calm. And then my second line is called Find Your Path. And it's a unisex collection. Yeah. So let's dive right into those. So tell us about Blossom and Grow. What was the sort of story behind that fabric line? Well, actually, these two fabric lines I designed while I was helping my son prepare to go off to college. So it's a little sentimental. I was getting sentimental when I was designing these. And the Blossom and Grow collection, I had actually called it ephemeral because I was thinking about all of the things that only are around for a short while, like your children who, (laughs) who it goes so fast. They grow up so fast. So I was thinking of a rainbow. You know, rainbow is only there for maybe a minute. You might see it. We had a butterfly in our yard just for, you know, maybe an hour. So I was thinking of all these things that are coming to your life for a short while. Yeah. So that was my inspiration for that collection. So it and it has bunnies and flowers and butterflies and rainbows. So it's just a very sweet, soft collection. I actually prefer very calm soft muted colors. I don't design with bright colors. It's just, I'm a really calm, easygoing person. So I guess that's a reflection of my personality. 
Yeah. Okay. And then, so that's blossom and grow and find your path is sort of the same calm colors, but there's a little bit of a different story behind that one, right? Yes. I, again, I was helping my son head off to college and I was just contemplating on all of the life lessons that we teach our children through nature. We spent a lot of time in nature when my children were growing up. We, we hiked, we camped, we went to national parks and I was just thinking of all the life lessons that we teach our children through nature. And that's when I came up with the uh, sentiments, all the positive sentiments panel that you can, that's in the collection and all the woodland animals. We live in a rural area, so that's really our backyard. Yeah. (laughs) We have the woods in our backyard. So I have inspiration right here. Yeah. And if you go to Maureen's website at maureenmaker.com, you just simply scroll down the right side of the website and you'll see my fabric collections right there. And you can see how adorable these two collections are. Okay. And you are always working on all kinds of collections. So there's more where that came from. Are you allowed to give us a sneak peek about your third line of fabric coming out? Yes, I am. My art director said it was okay to... uh, Spill the beans a little bit. So I love organic flowers, plants, and my art director and I had talked and she said, why don't you start working on a collection that's not specifically just for children? So I love that idea. So this one is called Cottage Farmhouse Fusion. So it's a combination of the farmhouse aesthetic, which is so popular right now, but also the cottage aesthetic, because I don't know about you, but I love flipping through a magazine and seeing that farmhouse aesthetic, but I can't live that uncluttered. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like a lot of things and I like patterns. So I also love the cottage aesthetic. So I combined the two into one collection. And there's a lot of florals and there's some geometrics and it's a little Uh, The colors are still muted, but they're a little uh, bumped up from where my previous collections were. Yeah, it just sounds like a really comfy, something you want to just, you know, sink into the couch with the blanket about, right? Yes, and it's still sweet. And I do have the positive sayings because I believe in positive mantras. And so I do have another panel like that, but it's more florals, butterflies, more more of that, but a little, slightly more grown up, but still sweet. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what happens with each fabric release. So you write a pattern as well? Yes. Actually, when I presented my portfolio to them, I had shown some, even though I wasn't a quilter at the time, I know what quilts look like. And I did a lot of research. I bought the encyclopedia of quilt blocks. So I taught myself about quilts. So I'm able to design them. So in each collection, I design a quilt and they hire a pattern writer to write a pattern for the quilt. And that's available on the Studio E website for free download, which is great. Yeah. And have you done a blog hop with every fabric collection? Well, the first one is done. It's completed, Blossom and Grow. And I'm working on the second one right now. And you can find it on my website. It's going to live there as an evergreen resource for uh, sewists and quilters. They can go and find the projects and uh, get all the information there on my website. 
Yeah, that sounds so great. One thing I really love about all of your fabric collections is that you love to design your collections around the story. So that's just such a heartwarming thing. You can literally see the story when you look at all the different numbers of fabrics in, in a collection. Aww, okay. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And so you have a quilt in progress. So what's the latest project you're working on? Yes, I am working on a quilt with my Find Your Path fabric. And I enjoyed my first quilt so much that I thought it was time I took a class. Mm -hmm. So I signed up for Lo and Behold Stitchery. Brittany Lloyd runs an online quilting class once a year, and it's called the Beginner Quilters Academy, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And I was lucky that the timing was just right when she was offering that course because it's only available once a year. And it is her Celtic crossing quilt. So I am almost finished making that right now with my Find Your Path collection. And I'll show that it'll be on my blog hop. Okay, so now it's time for the lightning round robin. It's a series of rapid fire questions and it's super fun. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, so as a creator, what is your favorite tool or notion? My favorite tool for creating drawing is a mechanical pencil. It's an inexpensive mechanical pencil that I buy at Staples office supply store. It comes as a three pack and it has an eraser built in and it comes in these pretty muted pastel colors. I think that's probably why I like them. And it's a three pack and I just love it because I always have a point and I always have an eraser. So that's like my favorite like artist tool. And for sewing, my favorite tool are clips, sewing clips. I hate pins. I feel like I'm always pricking myself. So I love sewing clips. Okay. And how are you inspired to choose color for your designs? Well, I will admit I spend a lot of time on Pinterest, too much time probably. And there's wonderful inspiration on Pinterest, which I will collect into color stories, color boards to see what inspires me. But I love taking photographs when I'm doing my research stage. And oftentimes the photographs, the colors are not right for me. They're too bright or they're too vivid. So I will apply a filter to my photographs to calm the colors down to something that's more my aesthetic. And I, in my computer software, I can pick colors from my photographs that I use for inspiration. So it really connects the whole collection together. Yeah, that's a really great technique. Okay. Have you had any wonderful artistic mentors along the way? Well, I've mentioned Bonnie Christine. I found her and she was wonderful. But before that, I went to high school in Ireland and I had a husband, wife team, uh, art teachers, and they were commercial artists on the side. So they really opened my world to know that I could actually make a living with art. Oh, that's so great. It's nice to have that inspiration early on in your life, right? Yes, it was. And they were great because they helped me prepare my portfolio because I had to mail it overseas because I was living in Ireland at the time. So they were very helpful. They really Mm. were. Okay. And do you have any creative collections of any kind? Oh, I'm a sucker for books, books about gardening, books with pretty flowers in them. And especially if they're old books. I remember I found a old gardening book in a garage sale once and I just love it. There's beautiful plant illustrations 
And uh, even the previous owner of the book had little newspaper articles that she had clipped out of the newspaper. She had them tucked inside the book. So it's just, I love little treasures like that. So I'm always on the lookout for a book that has beautiful plants in it. And if there's a recipe in there, that's a big bonus. Oh yeah. There's just something about just opening that dusty book and it feels so good, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any furry friends in your studio? Yes, I have an adorable little mutt called Pesto is his name. Aww. And we did not get to name him. We we found him at a rescue shelter. And actually, I had told my boys that they could name the dog, that I was going to pick out the dog, but they could name the dog. Yeah. And they were like, sure. But when we got there and we found out that his name was Pesto... And my husband is Italian and we grow so much basil and we make so much pesto. I said, (laughs) guys, I'm so sorry, but we can't change his name. (laughs) Yeah, he already knows his name. And that's such a cute name anyway. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, we share the same birth date. So it was just meant to be this dog in our life. (laughs) Fun. Well, that was super fun. Thank you for braving the lightning round, Robin. So Mm -hmm. I've mentioned your website at MaureenMaker.com where we can find everything you offer, but where's the best place to connect with you on social media? Actually, I am on Instagram. That's where I am every day. And that's where I share what I'm working on. You can actually go into the reels tab and you can see a peek at my process. I have a few process videos there. I know I love looking at other artists' process videos. So I have a few there and Instagram is really where I am most of the time. Yeah. And your Instagram is gorgeous. And you will actually see like a notebook with a sketch in it. There's all kinds of snippets from your life there. And the aesthetic, of course, because you're a surface pattern designer, the aesthetic is beautiful. So you'll be be scrolling, you'll be scrolling, you'll love it. Okay, now I'm going to mention this week's contest giveaway. It's so great. Along with Studio E Fabrics, Maureen is giving away a fat quarter collection of her most recent collection called Find Your Path. That's such a generous prize. Thank you, Maureen. Oh, you're welcome. I love giving away fabric. It's the best part of the job. Oh, good. Okay. Now, as we wrap up, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation today? Well, I think if there's something that you really want to learn or to do or calling to you, find a community that understands what you want to learn or what you want to do and really join that community and you will love the friendships that you make there. And it's just like a sisterhood. I've found so many online communities because people in my life, like my friends aren't quilters and they're not artists. So I had to go outside of that to find a community and and they're out there. There's a community for anything that you want to learn to do. You can find it out there. Yeah. Oh, that's such great advice. Find your people and love them hard, right? Exactly. And then I also feel like, and then when you learn whatever you learn to do, then go teach somebody else how to do that. Yeah, that is such great advice. You know, you want to have someone above you that you're looking up to. You want to be on your own path, but then you also want to be bringing someone in behind you as well. That is really good advice, Maureen. Thanks. Maureen, I just loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really had fun being here. So that was my show with Maureen Fiorellini. 
artist, design consultant, and surface pattern designer who specializes in sweet, adorable, nature-themed art. Her Instagram feed is the perfect glimpse into her world of art and design. It's a curated, beautiful feed that will keep you scrolling. I really enjoyed the story of knowing she loved to design and then finding the perfect course and mentor in her niche to really give her the skills and confidence to launch her surface design journey. And I really enjoyed sharing her story with you. The countdown is on to cruising the Caribbean. Only five months to go before we set sail. Book now before the spots are all gone. Just imagine the gorgeous blue-green waters, the sandy beaches, and a super fun quilt project to top it off. Don't delay. Start your dream countdown today. Go to stitchinheaven.com and search for Patchwork Pirates. The cruise sets sail with me May 14th, 2023. And who have you shared this podcast with lately? Share this with a friend on social media or even drop me a direct message about your favorite episode. I'd love to hear from you. And the kindest thing you can do for a creator is to share their content with your friends. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.